Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Round two for Teamless Tuesday this week, and teams have dropped probably not as many surprises as we thought. Some coaches wielding the axe there, which is causing a little bit of chaos amongst the super coach world. It's JT here, along with my good mate Lakey, to go through it all with you. How are you, Lakey? Good, mate. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. You were yawning before you came on. You're it, It's dad life. Dad life, it? mate. That's all it is, waking up through the middle of the night, and all those fun things. Putting kids to bed and doing a workout. Here I am just pouring a bloody stiff scotch. Yeah, well, we all have our vices. Yeah, right. I thought you'd be the one needing a bit of a um, bit of a stiff drink after, well, you're only 80-odd points behind me, but you're 22,000th. What's going on? Oh, I, I think I said in the chat this week, how many times in Supercoach history after round one would you have cracked 1,200 points and still be sitting outside 20K? It's just – it was a huge weekend of footy, huge super coach scores, and I um, I fell slightly behind even though I, I put up a pretty good score, I thought. Marathon, not a, a sprint though, I guess. What do you reckon it is? Um, everyone's had their own theory about whether it's just to do with teams getting so much better than some of the bottom teams, my own included. Um, maybe it's the new rules, the speed of the play. What do you reckon it is that's causing a lot of these massive scores? Happened last year too. Definitely think it is a bit of a speed of the play. We saw the um, introduction of these new rules come in post-COVID. So, any round ones previously were a bit sluggish and a bit um, uh, rusty, but um, new speed of play and and whatnot it's just making guys go bananas and so we've seen it straight off the bat do you like the new rules so six again that's been around since last year and captain's challenge and all that but the whole thing about um going upstairs for the tries and all that sort of thing that's taken a fair bit of time out of the game which they've rectified this week so when they gave the try but then reviewed it a minute and a half later that's now gone so even more time for the forwards to get tired during the game is this going to basically lead to bigger scores as well it's a little thing but they it all is count. a little thing but i like it because previously we would we would get a, a try and even like those fantastic wingers tries and then a bit of the um the the luster of it would be taken off as the referee went upstairs and they spent five minutes trying to look at every possible angle and then we got the guys lining up for the kick for another two minutes after the decision came in. So it just wasted so much time. We're sitting there staring at KFC ads all afternoon. <laughs> but <laughs> it didn't help the gut at all. But yeah, right. so now they just they award it or they disallow it and then it goes straight upstairs while the guys are lining up and say so I think it takes it it just takes out that dead ball. Time. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, you were at the game anyway, and you saw the referee go upstairs, and then you just had to sit around and wait for for two minutes anyway. So it was that whole um, delayed reaction anyway. So I think to, if fans are clued onto it now, they're going to sit at the game and they're going to know that if they um, cross the stripe, you can still cheer and all that. But then you're going to have to wait maybe a couple of minutes. But at the end of the day, like you're, they're getting the decisions right. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't think we had any howlers last week outside of every single call that went against the Cowboys. But <laughs> outside of that aberration. Um, most of the round was refereed pretty well, I thought. Yeah, exactly right. And so I have no problem with them awarding it or making the judgment call, but then going up and making sure the call's right. So at, that, at the end of the day, as long as that call is right, um, whether it impacts your team or not, it's it, it's a good good thing. Hmm. And while we're on the soapbox here as well, Toby Rudolph, that's come out today, um, that whole NRL giving him slap on the wrist for basically having a, a bit of character, a bit of life in his post-match interview did you see all that hoo-ha yeah it gave me a giggle i really i enjoyed it um i can understand the blow up a bit considering what's happening in australia at the moment with these um in in the higher ups and the polit, polit, uh, politicians and whatnot but uh he, the question was posed to him that he's a bit of an old school type 
player. Um, so he answered an old school type way. I figured it yep. was just a bit of tongue in cheek. Um, I doubt that Toby Rudolph would actually think that way or speak that way in in a you know week in week out basis. But it was just a bit of a gag, and I feel like it's escalated. Oh, man, he's on the Matty Johns show. Like he's gonna say something exactly. with a bit of color yeah, yeah. to it, and it, it, absolutely nothing wrong with it. So I've, I've read the transcript. I didn't actually see the interview. What I read, thinking, "Oh, girl, what's he? What's what's been happening here? What a time and place to do it." Read it and going, "What on earth are we?" Yeah, like- no, I think it's a bit of reaction about the current climate. Um, that's you know in the news and whatnot. So we won't go into that for. Lack of Just time, watch but- what you say. Like here, Andrew Abdo will be uh, sending a cease and desist to you. So keep it, keep it PG as well. We have said some dodgy things on this podcast in the past, and and we've survived so far. So <laughs> we're yet to be cancelled. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Lucky we're not because we're about to go around the grounds. We'll talk the injuries and suspensions and the team news. So, this is a a shortened Tuesday podcast here. So, it's not the normal SC report. We're going to be doing that on Wednesday nights. So, we're going to have a a trade pod on on its own there. So, you don't have to listen to us all in one big hit because, Lakey, you and I just love banging on, as you said. yeah, we, we, we do like a good talk, but uh, this pod here is going to be all about Teamless Tuesday. Um, so, I did say we'll go around the grounds, not so uh, lucky for you there, and talk about some of the news coming out. Um, but firstly, for Teamless Tuesday, any anything big, any headlines for you? Uh, in my team, yeah, I said the injury to Brian Kelly. Um, so, that threw a spanner in the works. I had decided, I've been you know convincing myself, don't make any changes, despite what was ultimately a lower score for the weekend, 1,204 points. Um, and as I said, I was outside 20K. I thought, just stick fat. Um, made, made these selections to the start of the year. I was confident with my team going in. So I, I you know, picked them all on a decent basis, I thought. So I'll give them another week. And then the news came out about Kelly. So I've got one forced trade there. Um, but no, uh, f- apart from that for me, um, the only other one was Angus Crichton copping a suspension um, for a crusher tackle, I believe it was. So, yeah, he, that puts him on the sideline a week, but I'm firmly in the hold camp on that. I know some people are looking to trade out and capitalize on his high price, but that's not for me. No, not exactly. You can't be mucking around with those sort of unnecessary trades too early on. So, no, it is a um, it is a long season ahead, unfortunately. Like last year, we don't have um, basically max trades from round two or three onwards, I think it was. So, we really have to be conservative with these, back to the olden days of Supercoach. Uh, but, yeah, let's go around the grounds for the SC Talk contributors here. And up the top of the list here, Wilfred Catfish. Is he finally, is he turn of the corner? Is this uh, V2? Is Wilfred going to go? Back no, to the mate. championship ring. No. I don't know how he did it either. I don't know how he did it. We sat there watching the game with him on Saturday night, and because of his charity league that he got in, and he swore that he would not start with Teddy, and he held he held firm on that um, that promise, and so he did not have Teddy's one sixty two doubled for his captain, mm. and he still pasted all of us. I just I don't understand it. It is a strange old year. I've got some stats for you actually in uh, tomorrow night's pod that I'll throw out about some of these high-scoring players early doors there. But, um, yeah, very well done, Wilf. He's in the 1300s. He's up the top end. Um, hasn't started too slow, so good on him. Um, next down the rank, we've got Nick beating Wenon by eight whole points. They're just shy of the 1300 mark. So I, I think Nick has basically lived off his whole Wenon rivalry for about, well, I don't know, three or four years, and he keeps getting the W. What's going on, Wenon? It's what keeps him alive in this Supercoach game. From what I understand, I don't think he's watched a game in three years. No, and, and no couldn't tell your player, I don't think. No, I think he gets all his updates from Maths ads. So he's um in there just plucking away and still still doing pretty well. In fact, he's doing better now that he doesn't watch it. Hmm. He's probably wondering, run, wondering where Anthony LaFranchi is. Uh, where's Corey Parker going? Who else back in the day? Oh, he's a Warriors fan, so he's all on that Simon Mannering train. Oh, Captain Mannering. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah, but he's got the uh, the win over Wenon there, and I'm not far behind him. I'm around 1280, which has me 8K. Stasi is that uh, he's he's not far below me either at 9.5K. And just, um, yeah, as we said, about 80 points behind. You are somehow 14K ranks to the to the worst, so you're twenty second thousand. But anyway, I'm just having a look at last year's um, trajectory for my own team. I was sitting twenty four thousandth after the first round. It ended up a thousandth. So, end of the day, it's uh, it's round one. Things happen, and you move on to next week. Don't try and rage trade too much. I think is the uh, the key that we'll tell you tomorrow. Um, injuries and suspensions coming out of the round. There, so obviously you mentioned Angus out with an early guilty plea, replaced by Nat Butcher there. 
Um, Jesse Ramian, a little sterner for him. He's out three matches for a reckless high tackle, replaced by Moini Hiroti. Uh, Ewan Aitken, a lot longer on the sidelines than we first thought. He's out for eight to ten weeks with an ankle injury. Yeah, so he's getting had, surgery. Uh, had yeah, a pretty bad one, so he's getting surgery, and, and that's going to push him out for a bit. Had had a decent game too, I thought, um, as a, a new recruit there. So things are looking on the up. Unfortunate for Aitken. He's had a few niggling injuries in his history, so hopefully he's on the mend pretty quick there. But the big one on uh, Friday night, Matt Lodge, he stung a fair few super coaches here. Got maybe 17 points, I think it was, and now he's out two to three weeks with a hamstring replaced by Tommy Flegler. Um, big news for him, I guess, is that a, a super coach is now just having to move him on straight away, given Payne Haas is coming back basically when Lodge is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was looking at a decent play. Um, I had a, There was a few two questions for me to start with him, but... I mean, he, he had 17 points in 19 minutes. He was looking busy. He, he looked like he was going to be a good scorer. Um, and then, yeah, the Hammy went. He was done for the game. Stung, a, As you said, stung a fair few people. And now mm. when he gets back, he'll be fighting for minutes behind Haas with, um, you know, Flegler, Carrigan, Kennedys and whatnot. So I think he's mm. got to go. Yep, I think it puts a, a line through his name unless there's a, a stack of injuries up front. For the Broncos, I think his time is over. Uh, Brian Kelly, the last one on the list here, three weeks with a fractured hand. Unfortunately for you, he was your, your pod up there at center wing, your high-priced center wing there. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a gun on his day and, and even looked very quiet in this game here but still managed to eke out nearly 50. So I reckon he's a he's a handy shout for later in the season when he's um when he's back and fresh. He's replaced by Philip Sammy. It's probably not overly super coach relevant there. All right, Lakey, let's get into the around the grounds for the eight games that have just been dropped. Soundboard's back. It's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. And there we go. It's double time. Working double time. Okay. That mustn't have been me that time. I think I've just doubled up on the soundboard there. So, a double dose of news here. Whole 16 games coming up. First one, mate, Eels and Storms. The Storm getting another Thursday night game. For team lists today, uh, not too much going on here for, for Parrot, as we expected. Near Corey's back from suspension and replaces the loose cannon Keegan Hipgrave on the bench in their only change. Um, so, we'll for these games here, we'll talk about what the changes were and then what we're keeping an eye on for the, some of these teams here personally like you for the eels i'm looking at nathan brown's minutes so he just played the 56 uh last week down from 64 a game last season talk that the game is a little too fast for him as we'd mentioned at the top there some of those um those extra six agains and all that sort of thing causing some chaos amongst the big boys uh, a guy like nathan brown he's a he's a big unit but i thought he was pretty mobile i was surprised to hear that this is having such an impact. Do you yeah, think he's, um, he's, he's likely to come back at all later this season? I guess he can't go much worse and say he's just a worker. He is an absolute workhorse um, and he can flick into her hooker uh, at, when needed. But, um, yeah, it could be that it's just a bit too quick for him. Parramatta looked really good in that second half and really turned up the heat on the Broncos. So maybe they just got... A role going, and he sat on the bench a bit as they were as they were moving forward. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was really keen on Brownie to start the year. Um, I thought he was a good pod, but yeah, it just didn't work out. He's always been a guy I've had the eye on, um, just because he gets through so much. He's he's an yeah, absolute. I love how he goes about there. it. Yeah. Yep. But do you reckon maybe it's a, a case of we got to wait for some of these guys here? Um, there's a few we'll talk about with the Storm, but um, a guy like Nathan Brown is he someone we target during the middle of the year? Maybe once his body's warmed up. Yeah, potentially. Uh, I guess it just depends on how the rest of the pack's going. Like Junior Polo looked really good, um, trimmed down, played big minutes there in the middle as well. So it could be that. Um, so um, da, 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 Coach Brad Arthur said during the preseason that he could see Paulo playing upwards of sixty-five minutes at a you know. Jesus. So maybe that was the case. Maybe he's looking to get Paulo more minutes and rest Nathan Brown a little bit. It's. Something I will now have to watch and see how it plays out um, on a on a longer basis. Yeah, it's 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 strange. They were seemingly a pretty predictable team coming into uh, at least this round and the last as well with some of the the team there. So uh, interested to see what happens with that Ford pack there. Their opponents, the Storm, uh, no changes for them. Unsurprising. What a way to start the year for them. They were absolutely on fire. Um, anyone you're keeping an eye on in here from this team list? Yeah, well, I've got Welch, so. He- I thought he was good. He was busy when he was on, um, but he looked really gassed. Oh, mate, did you see him on the sideline there? Bent over, 
punched over. He he made a tackle at one stage and forced an error and then took two or three seconds to just sit there and catch his breath. (laughs) um, The game's obviously moving really quick for these big guys and um, insane that even. like That Thursday night game was an absolute cracker game of the round in my eyes and it was a quick game. So it could be just that preseason... Rust is wearing off, and these guys need a little bit more time to adapt to the the season proper. But it's something to keep an eye on. Mm. I mean, unfortunately for Welsh, he's probably only got. Would you say uh, is he a guy that's only got a month left of, of relevance? Is Harry Grant coming back going to basically ruin him, or do you see him sort of turning a corner here? He only well, got fifty one minutes last week. I thought he'd get a little more, but maybe it's a case like Brown. He's going to ease into that role and get more minutes going forward. But do they stop it? Say a month. He was looking at, uh, based off the end of last year, he had about 60, 65 for the last month and a half or something like that um, without Finucane. So that was the um, temptation of starting with him this year. Finucane's gone again. Grant's out, so Brendan Smith's not going to be stealing any minutes. But then he was named at prop. So you would think that if Finucane comes back, he's going to be at lock. Um, Brendan Smith's going to play through um, off the bench replace Grant or play in the middle somewhere as well. So I think Welsh will still play 50, probably push up around 55, maybe just under 60. But um, again, once Finucan comes back, Naz is going to move into that middle rotation as well. So where the minutes sit, it's, I mean, Belly 8 gets paid the big bucks. I'm just sitting on the sideline. Hmm. It's easy for me to make those judgments, but, yeah, you know, say so he'll decide what's best for his team. Just sitting on the sideline, but working out, Lakey. Jeez, nights yeah, yeah. aren't going that bad. You might, uh, might not need to be in the, in that good of shape. They should be fine. Um, the other one, the the that's coming back later in the year as well is uh, Brenko Lee. So currently, Remus Smith and George Jennings are playing center and wing there while he's out. Uh, but I think that does too much for super coaches. But Remus Smith anyway could get his hands on the ball a little bit more. He was he was fairly quiet last week. I thought. Um, I'm not really sure what I expected of him being at a new club and all that sort of thing, but he did have his um, did have his admirers. Is there anyone in the back line for the Storm that that sort of caught your eye? No, Remus Smith was the only one I was sort of looking at, being at a uh, cut price, 325k. Um, and I think that when um, Lee does come back, Jennings will drop out and Smith will push out onto the wing. So we have a little bit of uh, more opportunity to score some tries once – and those plays develop and he gets that combination. But um, I don't think there's anyone overly relevant in that back line that's not named Munster or Pappenhausen. That is exactly right, mate. Next game, 6 p.m. specialists, you blokes, Friday night, Warriors in the Knights. Um, mate, talk me through the, the team lists for today. Well, the only change to the Warriors is 17, um, is Aikens out, as we mentioned at the start of the pod. So Pompey comes in for him. Um, CHT had given up the goal kicking to last week to Cody Nicarima, um as he returned from a sort of a court injury. So whether he gets that back this week or not, I did hear at some stage he was going to be uh, maybe a couple of weeks just resting that, making sure he gets through okay. But um, that's the only thing of concern there. I know people were high on CHT to start the year and, and I know Anton especially is big on Cody Nicarima, So... That'd be something to look out for for the Warriors. Uh, the Knights team, they named the same 17 last as last week, which is a, really surprising considering that Kurt Mann was basically done for half the season with yep. MCL strain. Bradman Best had syndesmosis um, at one stage and Connor Watson had hurt his Achilles again. Um, these are all worst-case Twitter mm. assumptions, but all, all three have been named. They're going to be heavy watchers um, and given every chance to prove fitness. But um, I think the the real concern is Kurt Mann there. Um, he's going to be really fortunate to play again this week. Phoenix Crossland's named on the extended bench with um, the thought that he'll come in at number six if, if Mann can't go. The big thing I want to know, and, and probably the most relevant for a lot of go- a lot of super coaches here, is what's Connor Watson going to do on game day? He shifted to the bench on, I guess, Suasasu's hundredth game. Is that likely to be a, a regular thing, or is that just a one-off? I don't think so. Um, whether it's easing Watson into it into the season um, or not, but Barry Tui, ever reliable Barry Tui, you love that bloke. I love him. He's just follow him around. He he just. Really personable. He interacts with the fans, and he's on the money more times than more often than not. But he said um, the Knights were really 
um, happy with the effort Sue did in the preseason. He's coming across playing his 100th game against his old club, the Bulldogs, so they rewarded him with a starting spot, and that's all it was. So hopefully Watson regains that this week and, and keeps it going forward. The All-Queensland Derby, Titans and the Broncos here. Um, really don't know what to make of this one. Titans were pretty ordinary last week against the Warriors there. We expected a little bit better in the Broncos. Well, they were good in one part and then horrible in the next. So I guess better than being doubly horrible like they were last year. So for them, geez, there is a bit of movement there with Matt Lodge out. So Flegler replaces him in the starting spot and Reese Kennedy joins the bench. Nothing much doing there for Supercoach. But the big thing for me that it, uh, I'm keeping an eye on here is TPJ, I had no idea. He got some big upgrades here, but quietly, 39 minutes for him and managed to churn out nearly 80. So what was doing there? The bloke threw, uh, I think it was seven offloads in the end. Um, He he threw seven offloads in his first 15 minutes stint, right? So if he's only throwing seven, then he's really reeled it in for his second (laughs) run. But yeah, it's... It's similar to some other guys throughout the weekend, um, smaller minutes, but heavy, heavy usage when they're on the field and very busy. So if that's the way of the game for the big boys, um, maybe your boy Tom Alolo should get on the phone and talk to TPJ about um, how to play the game. Uh, yeah, it doesn't help when you're not uh, got the ball in hand there like the Cowboys did. But um, TPJ has often been been um, compared to Lolo there. He's definitely got the offload that Lolo doesn't. But um, I, I just I couldn't quite believe that score when it um, when it turned out. And I would have thought 39 minutes is is very low for considering Matt Lodge got injured what 17 20 minutes in. Yeah, that's so. Right. Surely TPJ has scope for increase there. He's one of the better players in the Broncos. A hot head. It's fair to say, but still, one of your better players. But maybe these sort of low minutes for him um, would help. He's fresh. He's got the ability to bust tackles. Do you like a, a TPJ sub-50 minutes? Not particularly. You'd want him to see him up around 60, but he's playing in, in the front row. Um, and it, as we said earlier, it, the speed of the game could be wearing out the big boys with the um, considering how much work they have to get through and then get back on side and then get through the work again. So it could he could have been gassed. Um, and, but, and we know Lodge didn't play much um, and it was just run and gun for the second half. So, I mean, again, it's another watch for me. I'll see how he keeps going. I want to see how he plays or where he's lined up when Haas is back in the team as well. I think yep. he, he might move yeah. back to the 13 and Carrigan drop to the bench. Um, Broncos supporters not haters like myself and yourself um (laughs) so the Broncos supporters will know a bit better than us on that regard but um that's only a couple weeks away so priced at what's he 600 plus very expensive that's very expensive that's exactly right so if he's playing 39 minutes at 600k you've got to just watch i don't think you can jump on based on that one score yeah, and I guess if you look at the, the way the game was flowing at that time, um, Broncos came out with all the running. Eels were dropping balls, dropping off tackles. So they were very much on the up. So, of course, that's going to play into a TPJ's hands when he's uh, got the arm free and all that. So interested to see once they get into the grind and he's out there how he scores. He could regress a little bit there. For the Titans, their opponents, I should have read them first. They're the home side here. Philip Sammy, as we said, replaces Brian Kelly in the only change. Uh, Tino and, and Dave Fafita are the ones a lot of – Super coaches have gone for here, obviously in the um, in the Titans lineup. There, they were pretty steady last week. But the big thing for me, uh, I think Tino, we sort of got what we expected. But Fafita was a little quiet, um, all to do with him being on a drip in hospital. So yeah. He had an ankle infection. So, do you expect a much bigger game from him this week? Yeah. So that's the report that came out. He had an infection and was in hospital two two days in hospital leading up to the game. Still played seventy minutes. But, yeah, he um, was a bit quiet. He only made 13 runs for the game. Um, So considering, you know, hopefully that's out of the way now and he can um, have a full preparation leading into this game and he'll be wanting to be up and about playing against his old team. Um, Bit of a grudge match for him. So I expect him to be really dangerous this week. I wonder the the matchup between him and TPJ. That's going to be great to watch, I reckon. They're both uh, fiery, won't it? Yep. Um, no, I'm looking forward to that one. Should be a cracker on Friday night. Dogs and the Panthers. Well, the dogs were, I guess, 
they started okay against you guys, but fell away similarly to the way that we played against the Panthers last week as well. Uh, a couple of interesting changes here for the Bulldogs here. We talked about him last week, Corey Waddell, named it uh, starting second row last week. Unfortunately, moves back to the bench for, for Tyler Mariner, who, as we expected, was being eased back from injury. So he goes straight back into that second row lineup there. Um, Jeremy Marshall King returns in place of Bradley Dietz, the, the school teacher on the interchange. Uh, so no other changes for them there. But um, Corey Waddell, geez, you wouldn't have wanted to fall into that trap. I was tempted. Did yeah. you almost get him? No, I think I talked you out of him based on the RFN on the bench. A um, bit worried about how that was going to go for potential Waddell owners. Um, but, yeah, RFM was their best player last year starting in the second row. So I couldn't see why he was there except for returning from injuries. I'm glad it worked out the way I expected it to, and I possibly saved one or two if they took my advice. Mm. Well done. Thanks, Loki. Knew you were good for something. Yeah. Josh Jackson, again named at lock. Uh, did you like what you saw of him work rate-wise? Yeah, he was busy. Um, it was a tough game. It was pouring rain. Um, perfectly fine up until the dogs ran out on the field. Then it started pouring rain. So it made it real sluggish and heavy, heavy ground for the big boys. But uh, I thought he got through a ton of work. Same as Josh Jackson always will. Tried his heart out, but um, just wasn't there for him, fortunately, for me and my boys. But he did look good. I want to see how he goes in a drier track. Um, and I thought the dogs would look pretty good. I think they recruited well. Um, and so it's going to end up being a bit more attacking footy for those boys, and they could have a few more hit-ups and, and attacking stats along the way. Probably the most owned player is Jake Avarillo, 14.1%. Um, 18 points last week almost outdid his ownership. Uh, well, we did outdo it. Thank you to him. Uh, what do you reckon of him? So, obviously, a wet track. He was rushed back from injury there. Um, there's probably going to be some rage traders in amongst that that list there, that 14%. But do you say they hold fire and just wait to just, see, as you said, on a dry yeah, track? just watch on a dry track. It, the game wasn't conducive of... Um, you know, the skill players game. So there wasn't much going on for the halves throughout it. I know man um, got hurt, but he was having a tough game. Um, Mitch Pierce got a couple of try assists. Um, so that bumped his score a little bit. But apart from that, all the, all the um, middle guys, the, sorry, the halves struggled a bit for the scores. So I just wait and watch him see how he goes with a bit sure of footing. And their opponents, Penrith, again, easy for us. No changes at all. Hard to uh, hard to say when you when you knock off the premiership favourites. You're very unlikely to uh, to shuffle too many deck chairs I'm around. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you can dream, can't you? Oh, um, what are you looking out for, Penrith, this round? Unchanged, but uh, anyone you're keeping your eye on? Um, I'm just keeping an eye on Lenio. Um, I thought he was great in his yep. stint. He was um, really busy. Busted his gut when he was out there on the field and was one of their better players. Um, you know, they all played well. It was a good game for them. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked really good. I think he's going to be a bit better cow than I was expecting him to be. Um, apart from that, as I said at the start, I've got to replace Kelly. So, Toto is firmly in my um, line of sight. Really like the way he goes about it. And um, they just look dangerous across the park, don't they? Mate, I was on the edge of the seat um, basically every time they had the ball, and they had it a lot. It was something like 60% possession against us. So they, they looked a threat from basically every angle, no matter where they spread the ball or went through the middle. Um, the forwards were, were massive. Big thing for me, though, is that their um, forwards all got a rotation during this game here. So it's hard to say in a comfortable kind of win like they had, is that going to be a reflection of the rest of the year? Big one, I guess, there is Coruscant, 48 minutes, and then replaced by Tyrone May who yeah. saw the game out, I believe. Um, the rest of them, your Capewells, your Yos, they all, uh, JFH, Leota, they all had um, decent stints as well. But uh, the big one was Coruscant, obviously a high-priced hooker there. Um, big season for him last year and big minutes. 48 minutes, though. Jeez, what's going on there? And it possibly was. It was. They had the game well in hand um, at the 50-minute mark, so they had the luxury of bringing the utility on to see out the rest of the game. Maybe he's a little bit underdone. I don't know. I haven't heard anything out of Penrith to say that he was injured or carrying anything, but it could just be that they're just resting guys and, and giving the Banshees a bit more of a play, which is possibly why Lenio played a bit more than I was expecting him. Kickout had a huge rest um, throughout the game. Capewell looked like one of his one of their best and came off towards the end. So it's just 
yeah, I, I would assume that it had to do with um, with, with the scoreline more so than anything else. But um, maybe we, we probably won't get any better answer this week as they play the Bulldogs. Well, yeah, it's hard to say there with um, a couple of easier opponents to start the year for them. Um, Leota, though, 34 minutes, like he's always sort of averaged around that mark anyway. So maybe it's just a, a fact he's there to soak up the early stages there, make a few tough runs and whatever. And then Lenny, who's a bit more expansive, can come out and, um, and you know, run against tired to forward. So I really like that for, for value for him there. And I've just deleted the cheer sound. Oh, good. Rather than actually press it, how good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's, That's one the next one off the rank there. Seagulls and the Bunnies next up off the list here. Seagulls. Well, Lachlan Croker, he had a bit of a quiet game. He's still named at uh, the number nine there, but Cade Cust has been added to the bench. Had a hat trick uh, in the lower grades last week, so good on him. But a big change here and, and a quiet old one. Not many uh, have, have sort of looked at this guy too heavily, I don't think, but Andrew Davey. 35 minutes off the bench last week, but it's been promoted to the starting side ahead of Jack Gajewski. So like uh, Corey Waddell last week, he was a, a second row trap, big time by the looks. Um, but Andrew Davey, he's on to the starting side there. Sean Kepi joins the interchange, Tevita Funa and Morgan Boyle dropping out. So obviously the big one there, Andrew Davey. Um, I had a quick look at some of his scores last season. So he finished the year with a, a couple of 60s there in some big minutes so he can pump out um, a big game when needed. Andrew Davies, a guy, is he a guy on your radar, about 330-odd K? Definitely is. He was in my side up until about two days before TLT last week and we got news he wouldn't be starting. So um, he was really good at the back end of last season, as you said, um, with the Eels. Big unit, um, bit older heads, so a bit more mature. Um, almost rookie type player, mm. but yeah, he can get through a ton of work. So I was really keen to see how he's going to go at starting with Manly. It just wasn't named there last week, which really threw a spanner in the works. So um, definitely someone I'm keeping my eye in for next week. Kind of helps for his um, his break even. It's up to forty two, so his uh, his price rise is going to stall a little there. But um, if you look at his stats from last week, when he came on the park, he had four busts and two offloads in basically five runs. So what did that he just end shows up scoring guess, in his thirty minutes, thirty four, thirty four, yes. But um, obviously, he's standing behind the goal line a fair bit. I think at that stage True. of the game, so the little ball that he did have, little chance he had to show, I think he did um, did very well. So good reward for him. I think he'll definitely be a name plenty of super coaches have. In their side at some point there. Lachlan Croak, a big disappointment there to see Kate Cust named on the bench. People had sort of earmarked this guy as being a potential 80 minute uh, hooking candidate. He did play 80 on the weekend, got about 30. I think his uh, writing's on the wall as far as super coach. He's just not a good fit there. The Bunnies, well, huge news coming out today. So Jacob Host, he is an absolute sell. He's been dropped to the reserves. But could you believe Josh Mansell is not in the starting 17 this week? He's been dropped to the bench. That stunned me, to be honest. Wow. He was the big off-season recruit for the Rabbitohs. And, um, yeah, I, I can't believe it. I had him as an A in the Mega God. You I've did. talked him up. I reckon I thought he was going to come out absolutely firing. He had a quiet game, but not a good game at all. No, he, he had was a shocker. Ordinary. He had a shocker. I'm surprised he's been singled out. Usually, I don't know, Uncle Wayne might just overlook that and say, you know, it's it's round one. We came up against the the premiers, um, but clearly, uh, he's not going to tolerate a lot of um, a lot of slack in that side. So, Mansour, geez, there goes a 500 and well, nearly 600k yep. um, center wing option there. See you later. Yeah, well, so he's a been a left side player as well. So he was always out of position. Um, so they might have just got the best of him. They bring in what Jackson Polo. Who yep. played on the right side last year? Um, so and they started in the trial over Mansour as well. So that was my concern leading into round one. Um, commiserations if you started with Mansour, you got a shocking score, and now you've got a forced trade. Jeez, don't read that bloody mega guide. Let me tell you, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Up those boys. Yeah, four hundred three hundred and sixty-five k for Jackson Paul. He played a lot of games last season, so he's probably not your option there. But um, Kaloa Matangi, he moves into the starting side for Host. Everyone sort of looked at this guy, I guess, at the start of last year, maybe even the year before. He was moving his way through the ranks there. Finally, gets a starting spot. This is actually his first, uh, from what I could see, starting spot in the regular season. So interested for him. Three hundred and one k. He had a bit over one point per minute last week in his thirty. 
54 minutes. Plenty of upside, I reckon, in this guy's game. Is this uh, piquing your interest? He's cheaper than Davey. Again, it's, he's another guy that a lot of people had in their sides leading up to TLT until he wasn't named there. So similar story with Davey. Um, comes back in now, and he's going to be a big watch for anybody mm. with um, selling some um, underperformers next week. And you know it is uh, his break even's thirty two, so it's around about that Davy mark. So it's not going to go. His price isn't going to skyrocket should he go poorly. So I think it gives you a um, plenty, of, a couple of weeks anyway, to have a look at a couple of these guys and just see where you want to land in a couple of weeks. But what time. you got to remember that one score, that one game that they played off the bench, it's only in their rotation, their rolling average for the one week. So this next game is the big decider and what their um, first price is going to do. You know, there was the there's the really high pitched whistle that everyone's going to hate there. See, I should have kept the cheering around. It was great. Um, Cowboys and Dragons. Well, it's not going to be a lot of cheering here for some of the fans. I reckon another blockbuster. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> we've got plenty of them uh, for the cows. No changes. So I don't think too surprising there for a Cowboys fan. I think Todd Payton was always going to stick strong. He gave a, a bit of a rev up to a certain player during the week during the post match presser even. So I think there's um, if they don't respond to this. There's problems, but uh, anyway, Lolo, is this a bounce-back game? You'd have to think so. I mean, he was awful, Um, but in saying that, they had no ball, and he's... He's had his uh, demotion, I guess, with his minutes and and um, involvement in the game. So maybe he threw a little tantrum or whatnot. But Jesus, he got singled out. And as um, I saw on the Matty John show, Matty said it's a very well used coaching tactic. Is you get in your s- s- new side and you pick out the biggest fish, which is Tom Alola, easily, and you make an example out of him um, and get the team to rise around that so it could have been just that and um lolo being called out you want to have a big one yeah i mean the he came out during the today and said he's had a seven-year relationship as a coach with um Tom lolo there so they've got history there it's not like he's he's fresh and he's just picking players to have a fight or anything i think um he's he's not an idiot so you know he's got to know what he's doing there and hopefully with a guy on a million dollar salary uh, takes that as a uh, a call to action so um i reckon lolo's going 80 plus here possibly with a try so i'm gonna back him in for anyone that might have still jumped on despite all the talk of minutes it's not going to be a good year for him if he continues in this role here but i think anyway for this game in in particular he's going to have a a bit of a bounce back the other one for me for the cows lakey is that Val Holmes is still on the wing. So they're going to persist with that for the time being anyway. For Val, it's uh, it's good news, I guess, for his future super coach prospects should he go back at some stage to fullback because he's got a 95 break even. He got 20 last week. He's 510K. He should pretty much plummet unless he gets, you know, a double or a hat trick here, which, you know, could happen against the Dragons, but not based on last week. If he suddenly drops to, say, 350 and comes back at the fullback role at some point during the year, surely he's a buy. He's an auto buy. Um, If they change the side around and he goes back to fullback, which will mean uh, Drinkwater goes into the halves and will replace Clifford. So um, Val will get the kicking tee back as well. Not that it mattered last week. They didn't kick at all, but um, it'll just be a bonus. So he'll be a a goal-kicking fullback, and um, we know what he can do from the position. We know what he can – what – kicking duties do to a guy's score so he'll be an auto auto pick if he gets to that point not a lot of interest outside of those sort of guys in that cowboys lineup although i've got my boy morgo he got 40 do you know he got 45 he got 45 he He made 45 tackles did he Yeah, I think he had a line break assist, and I don't remember it, but uh, and a force dropout. So my boy, I actually had a look back at his stats. He's lost thirty-eight negative points in his last six games. So anti-unicorn. There you go. As soon as he stops getting those horrible uh, stats, it must just been a bad mood when they're watching us. It must be a cows fan. They're uh, they're docking him. Yep, he's turned it off after sixty minutes and (laughs) say that's his score. (laughs) If only we did. I'm pretty sure I said I turned to you and Will or something, and Stilesy and said, "Um, you know what? It's not too bad. You know, we're eight nil." We've only given up one, uh, well, two tries. I think it was 14 nil. We've only given those up. And then uh, I think I looked up and Brian Toast just strolled over. So, yeah. yep, that's on me. Uh, the Dragons, their opponents this week, just the one change. So, not a lot of uh, not a lot of shuffling here. Corey Norman back from his suspension in place of Adam Clune at 5'8". So, nothing really doing super coach there. Are you a Fui Maono owner? No, that's I couldn't do it to, to myself. I um, Yeah, I had him in my side leading up to lockout and I had to boot him. I couldn't do it, but... 
played pretty well, moved across to the edge, played his game out there. Um, not sure who actually ended up playing in the middle in his spot. but um, Josh Kerr, I think, swapped into that role. So I think that was the male leading up to the game. So then Kerr came into the middle and then he went off for an HIA and uh, Fui slotted in there for a few minutes, got a bit of a boost with stats. But other than that, 40 points, I mean, you're taking it at his price and he's still named at locks. So I don't know why, but um, I suspect he'll play edge He moved again. up into the 50s, didn't he? Did he end up with a score oh, of 50 something? Yeah, oh, there you go. Maybe I've completely overridden him. But um, yeah, Fui, it's... I just don't see him as a season. I mean, he'll be a sort of cash grab over the first month or so, but I really didn't see a lot of value there. 56. Yep. Oh, God, I've done a Wenin. Yeah. Wenin was telling us how Joe Offerhengawe this morning was an absolute sell because he got like 30. Yeah. Jesus. Bowie, where did those points come from? No no idea. As you said, it could have been from the Kerr HI. I don't know if he passed or failed that, but um, Came yeah, back. Fui did a bit better scoring than he was ex- than, than it looked like he was doing, um, but- yeah, I still don't think that's going to be a consistent type of thing for him. Scrap everything I've said. He's got to break even a three. Bring him in. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I won't say anything anymore. Um, yeah, the only other one for the Dragons was um, I know a couple of people are big on Cody Ramsey um, who, you know, obviously went out early, scored a try um, and hurt himself in the process <laughs> and then a bit of salt in the wound. They um, took the try off him. So. Oh, yeah. But he's um, good to go this week. He'll be one to watch, obviously, but um, he has been named to take up his spot. No, that's far too long. <laughs> I've absolutely run out of soundboards, me. I'm going through, going through them all. Tigers and the Roosters, second last game of the round. Tigers, there's um, not really much doing here. Adam Dewey returns at 5'8". Moses Embai goes to the 14. Russell Packer dropping out. Um, I say not much doing because, you know, no one cares about Embai. But what's happening with uh, – so, Dane Laurie, thankfully, gets the fullback spot as we expected there. What do you reckon will happen to Little with Embai back there? I, I think uh, Embai is there to cover he – can, he can cover basically one through nine, I guess, with the exception of the, the eight, the prop. Um so he'll be the the main utility, um, but I would expect him to come on for little for fifteen to twenty, and I don't think it's going to impact Laurie too much. He looked really well. He was really good um, defensively and position wise, getting across the field and setting things up, and he was um, active with the ball in hand. So he, um, I think he's pretty much locked in his spot there, and and by just going to be covering for the other guys. Uh, 44 base for Little last week in 80 minutes. So if he does lose any time there, you would expect that that goes down. But I guess everyone sort of had Little as a you know a cash cow rather than a guy you're going to genuinely play week to week. Is that how you saw it as well? Or do you, did you see enough out of Little there to warrant maybe a regular play? No, I, him this week. I don't think so. Um, he got lucky with the try and the line break or whatever it was um, from uh, was it Brooks that set him up? But um, it was. He, from reading the reports out of the Tigers camp, is the the service from Little was poor, um, effort was there, but he, whether it was just rust from not playing for a couple of years um, with injuries and Harry Grant and whatnot, but um, he's got a lot to improve on if he wants to make that spot his own. Jake Simpkin had a big game in the Resies, so he's nipping at his heels. Little has to do something. He's got to get busy in his time, but I don't think he's going to be a long-term play. Um, you almost hope that he's um, there for three or four more weeks and then Simpkin comes in to replace him so you can have a bit of a cash grab. I just don't he's, – he's not someone I could rely on putting in my side. Their opponents, the Roosters, this week. So they've had the force change with Angus Crichton out with a one-match ban there. He's replaced by Nat Butcher. Freddie Lussick comes in for Jake Friend, who was horribly concussed over the weekend as well. Um, possibly a bit of talk that uh, Sam Walker would get the run with uh, with Jake Friend being out there, but it's not the case. He's named on the extended bench. What do you make of all this? So Butcher and Lussick for Supercoach anyway are... are just sort of don't go near because you've got Victor Radley coming back um, shortly as well as Sam Beryls, I think, down the line. So obviously not a, a play for Supercoach there. But are you intrigued by the naming of Sam Walker on the bench in particular? Sorry, mate, you just dropped out. What was the name? Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You there? I got ya. Yeah, sorry, mate. You just dropped out a second there. What was the name you said? Sam Walker. Sam Walker. Yeah, very intrigued. He's got huge wraps on him, um, and he's going to be a star when he gets his chance. But um, absolutely, we, we heard all the re- um, game match reports from the um, the juniors or the whatever it was, where Suwali just dominated, scored a double. But um, what they didn't say too much was that Walker set him up for those double tries, and he had an absolutely outstanding game. So I think it's only a matter of time until he does debut and makes a spot his own. Uh, I don't think it's going to be for a little while yet. There was talk of him coming into the side this Mm. week, but that's sort of more as, um, I guess, to cover for Freddie Lussick, who also hasn't played for a little while. um, And then Verrills will be back a week or two after that. So even if he was... To come in, I think it might be just for a limited time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him to get a spot, but I just don't think we can rely on it just yet. Other player of interest, Jay Tedesco. Just keep an eye on this young kid. I reckon he's something special. Yeah, he um, <laughs> needs to up his work rate a little bit, though, doesn't he? I mean, only three tries against Manly, please. Last game of the round, Lakey, Sharks and Raiders. Um, so, again, uh, the Sharks, not much going for Supercoach here. Obviously, Hiroti coming in to replace Ramian. Um, really, the the one I was looking at here and the only Shark I've got is is uh, Matty Moylan. Got through the game last week, got a, a 50-odd with a try assist there. He was pretty good. I think we were all just waiting on him to make it through unscathed. And then the Raiders, for them, they're unchanged. Had a good win over the Tigers eventually here. The guy that I'm keeping my eye on is Joe Tarpany. Similar to um, TPJ at the top there, we, he had 46 minutes, but a ton. He tunned up with a, uh, a try and a try assist. So he didn't get uh, a lot of time out there, but he did a lot with it. Is, uh, is he someone you're keeping an eye on as well? I think he has to be. He's really proven himself last year that he is um, not – probably top tier but you know the second rung type of second rower there and um he's going to be a very interesting pod for anybody that is on him Hmm. no that's it we've got um plenty of guys up the top there in that second row spot that we can uh we can take a look at you got Yangus Crichton's in Ryan Madison's but a guy like Tarpanay who's got plenty of upside in uh well what we hoped was more minutes 46 seems a bit low um again maybe it's just round one funny business it's hard to to read too much into it but I'd um be very much keeping an eye on this guy 548k huge attacking potential as well anyone else in the in the Raiders side that you're looking at Josh Hodgson I know you were almost trying to break your side to bring him in in a way last week did you go that way no, I well, I did at one stage, and then I managed to turn Hodgson into uh, Kurt Capewell, so I can't be too upset with that. He looked busy, but it didn't uh, result in a decent score. Um, so it was good to see him back out there after the knee um, reconstruction. But he, um, yeah, yeah, just a lot of delegation um, to his outside men. So it was a lot the mm. White and, and uh, Georgie Williams show. Which is to be expected, but um, maybe it's just not his role anymore. Maybe he is just that, you know, shuffle it out, similar to what Cook's doing. Distributor. With the mm. 
So you'd be a would you be a seller? It's he's definitely a watch for me. Definitely, I know there's a lot of rage traders. So I mean, Starling's still in the extendeds. Um, so when Havili came on last week, if I'm not mistaken, Hodgson played alongside him. Havili came on in the um, 13 sort of role. So you know, Hodgson got the minutes, uh, but until Starling comes in and really tries to take some of those number nine minutes from him, I'd be watching. Anything else for those games, mate, or even the Sharks and Raiders? Anything else you're, you're taking an eye on before we wrap up? No, nothing stands out. I think we covered most of it. Um, yeah, just we're at a critical junction of the year, obviously. This week and next week are the big ones, and we'll talk about that more on tomorrow night's pod. But um, don't waste your trades is all I'll say. Mm. That's it. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of action there in teamless choose. I think we've gone through. There's plenty we're keeping our eye on, but definitely not enough to to break your side unless you absolutely have to. So trades at a premium. I think that's got to be underlined there. Lakey, thank you very much. Um, again, I'm waiting for the absolute carnage to drop. I think Wenon was actually able to deliver his team's list analysis on time today, so that's almost unheard of. Yeah, we'll say not too many changes. We had a few one to seventeens. Which was nice, a uh, bit of consistency. But I'm say the injuries will happen, the suspensions will happen. So brace yourself, carnage is coming. That's it. It's only round two. We've got a long way to go in season 2021. Thanks, Lakey, and we'll catch you tomorrow night. Sounds good. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.